Yeah, I'll go back to coaches, his principle, guys that play the way that we're looking for, violence, length, tenacity. That's what we're looking for. Guys that can get after the quarterback, but also play the run as well and be disruptive. That's Ryan Poles talking about guys that are looking for this offseason on the defensive side of the ball. Jalen Carter would certainly fit that bill. We'll do a polls position on a player that uh, spoke today that Tanny thinks is going to check all the boxes for the Bears. That's coming up at 3 o'clock. But Kyle Long, seen it all, basically, in his life around football, had his own character questions. Obviously, nothing like this Jalen Carter situation. But he did. was around uh, plenty of teammates who had similar-ish things. He also uh, was only, I believe, nine years old when his dad starred with Robert De Niro, famously. <laughs> yes, I believe that. I believe that's correct. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's on Bourbon and a Buddy with Shane Reardon, and uh, they're talking about Character guys, Ryan Poles, and how that goes uh, leading into a draft. Ryan Poles is the smartest one in his room. So uh, you think about a leader in, in, in that situation. Also, coming from Kansas City, seeing the things that he's seen, albeit he can't clone Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, right? But he can understand what works. Um, and he can understand that sometimes guys that are question marks from a character standpoint can do well if you surround them with good men. And they have a, a, a litany of good men in Kansas City. And I hope that he can replicate that in Chicago to try to build around a guy like Justin Fields if you want to keep Justin Fields. Are you talking about someone like Tyreek Hill, like that has questionable character stuff and they were still able to use him and, and keep the distractions away from the football field? Well, I, I you know, and I hate to do this. I, I hate to do this because he's a friend. He's a friend of mine. I consider him a friend of mine. But Frank Clark, a guy who's had run ins with the law. Sure. Um, somebody where a lot of people say, well, that's just another, you know, another bad example of an NFL. Frank Clark's a really good guy. And, you know, when he shows up to play, he shows up to play for his teammates. And that's why he's one of the all time playoff sack leaders. And uh, Andy Reid loves misfit toys. Ha, misfit toys. Well, so, you know, I was in Kansas City when they drafted. Uh, Tyreek Hill and it was a big thing and I went back and was just like looking for for some quotes from Andy Reid um he basically characterizes it as you know are they trying to fix the situation what are they doing to fix the situation what kind of counseling are they getting how long has it been are they staying consistent with it and then talking to the kids you have to look them eye to eye and see what's going on you mentioned Mike Vick that's kind of where Michael was he found out that there were people that really cared about him and didn't and he wanted to fix the problem there was no doubt with Michael that he wanted to fix the problem and I felt that way with Tyreek there was no doubt that he wanted to fix the problem end quote so so that that look that that's beautiful on a human level that's beautiful, and if you're Andy Reid and you feel like you truly know how to lead, how to coach, how to read people and make the most of these kind of things, then, yeah, you get emboldened and you take those chances, and it works. Do Poles and Eberflus believe that about themselves? I don't know, but doesn't it doesn't Eberflus strike you as the kind of guy who would? He strikes me as a guy who would preach character, mm-hmm. but also as a believer in you got to love the game, football, leader of men, football builds character, all of those types of high schooly platitudes yeah. that are coachy, but like they, they, that he, he, he would believe in that sort of redemption arc through football and coaching and discipline. 
he strikes me as a kind of guy who might if I was guessing, but I haven't heard him talk about it. Yeah. I'd I'd be and and to your point though, it's possible that they're not there yet. I don't, I, that he I, needs to have his DeForest Buckner and he needs to have his uh you know, quarterback on a second contract who's the unquestioned leader of the team. This is my thing, man. Like, they talk about the culture that they are trying to build, and maybe they boast about it. Well, we have a good culture. We have good work habits. We've done this. They haven't built anything. They haven't built anything like that. Like, you know, look, they got the most out of Eddie Jackson. That that, that That's good. And Eddie saw this opportunity to kind of remake his career a little bit, which was listing – and Ryan Pohl says good things about him. Um, everything else is is based on, what, a, a year of just kind of piecing it together, and they slowly removed pieces, some of whom were very, very respected pieces. I don't think they've built anything or have any pelts on the wall here to say. Oh, I, they coming, don't. Uh, right. They, they, they're the worst team in football. They, they, they definitely to don't. To say to themselves or, you know, convince each other, like, if we bring this guy, we're going to be on top of it. We're going to be in, in charge of it. I, okay, but, like, all I'm saying is I don't think it should be dismissed. What happens before the draft? Free agency. What if they sign Javon Hargrave? And they feel like Javon Hargrave <laughs> learned. Yeah. And Javon Hargrave, I really like the personal soft factors of him where he used to have a questionable work ethic. Um, and then Fletcher Cox worked with him so much, and Javon Hargrave has shown tremendous maturity. You remember that's a big part of why I advocate for him. That's is why that I use the example. He's an adult. But so, so what if they sign Javon Hargrave? And want him to do for Jalen Carter what Fletcher Cox did for him? Exactly. Mm. You know, I mean, they can sell that story to you. And again, this is, there's a, your skin crawls nature to the conversation because of the seriousness of the tragedy that happened. But we are trying to think about this through the sole prism of the Bears and Ryan Poles and the fact from the matter that this is a guy who is going to be drafted and is probably going to be a great football player at yeah. an exact – we know Matt Eberflus's number one position for this defense where they absolutely have a need. It was the only thing they tried to spend big money on in free agency last year. Mm-hmm. It didn't work. Like, Jalen Carter – absolutely fits everything that the Bears need as a football player. And, and and the thing is, like, if they do decide, if let's say they bring in somebody like Hargrave, they bring in Hargrave, and, I mean, you used my own feelings against me here, Danny, as you make a point. I'm just saying. That's, but say they do, they might even then, you know, as, as, I, as I think about it, they might think, hey, we could trade all the way down to nine. That's what I'm saying. And get... And get Car- Jalen Carter there. And, and again, I I am not taking Blech. a position on doing it or not yet Blech. because we don't know how this legal process is going to unfold. We have absolutely no idea. I mean, he released a statement saying he's going to be completely exonerated yeah. of all charges. So it it is, by, de- by that literal definition, too early. Uh-huh. He hasn't even talked to the police yet. He left Indianapolis to fly to Atlanta to, to talk to him. So I just, I, but yeah, man, you, I could definitely see a scenario we could get the number one player on our board and we get two future first round picks because we were able to trade so far down yeah. and we believe in our culture and what we're building and who we signed in free agency to mentor him and bring him along. I get it. You know, like I it's get just, it. It happens 
every year in the, the NFL. The part of this that always feels unseemly to me is that I like to, on the human level, believe that people can grow and change and mature, and we have seen it time and time and time again. But when you're crossing somebody off, you're banking that they're not going to mature in time to help me. And there's like some judgment that goes on there. I personally, after reading the police report and that story, and connecting it with the other work ethic stuff, for me, it does feel like I do not want to take the risk of projecting that maturity at this point in my organization's life. And I think that it's a totally reasonable <clears throat> stance. I, I'm not I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying I'll be floored if the Bears cross him off their list based on what we know today. Just because of how good he is and the fit and their system. He's getting downgraded. He might eventually get crossed off. But what mm-hmm. we know today... I'd be surprised just what I think I know about polls, what I'm guessing about Eberflus, yeah. what we know about the position and the talent. Tanny listened to a player today at the Combine that he thinks is going to check all the boxes that Ryan Poles and the Bears are going to fall in love with at the top of the draft. You'll hear it for Poles' position next on The Score.